I've had some thoughts on my toes, which I'll discuss with you later. But other than that, great. They're a little suspect. I'm doing okay. I think I've had some time to go away and have no thoughts for a little while. Mm. Have you ever actually tried to meditate? Any version of it? Any version? Uh, oh, so you know, so like the full on, you know, the, um, um, yeah. or like the full on, you know, or, or just trying, or just sitting with. Yes, I do. I have done that before, and every time I've done that, I just, I'm suddenly just itchy. Like, I'm just suddenly <laughs> always itchy. Uh, I remember one time I tried it, I did actually nod off for a little bit. <laughs> Man, he's, he's really into this. Uh, it, 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 it hasn't worked for me. Mm. Uh, every time I've tried to meditate consciously, you know, just consciously aware that I'm trying to meditate and not yeah. able to just relax. I, I find that weird because, like, I do think of Jeff as the more, like... Empty mind. Empty desk, empty mind, empty Jeff. <laughs> you know, I want to be insulted, but... You know, can you be insulted when it's true? Uh, well, uh, never mind true, it's actually admirable. I, I, I like that. I, I want to be like that. How do we get there? Well, just be careful, because if you do, you'll suddenly... When you have these moments and you have these sort of times to just think of nothing, you look down and you realize your toes look like the guys from Among Us. And it's not a nice realization. <sighs> Hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. Yeah, guys, hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy, and I am joined today by Jeff. Hey, up, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And despite Jeff's toes, this week we will actually be trying to talk about mindfulness, self-reflection, and a lot of these ideas that our previous episodes have been leading towards. I mean, it's actually going to be a bit more serious than what we normally try to do. So we're going to do our best. Be kind. Be kind to your podcasters as you you know need to be kind to yourself. But we're hoping this can give us a better tool for addressing a lot of the questions that we found ourselves asking week after week. And believe you me, there's going to be a lot of questions asked today. I'm asking the questions here. He's, I know he really is. He's got like he's got like the hat. He's got the light that he can shine in your face. Where were you the night of the fourteenth? Yeah, I'm not sure what the magnifying glass is for, but it's there. Mm. The lens of self-analysis is very. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I really don't. That, that sounds like a item from a really, really bad issue of like 1950s Wonder Woman. Hmm. The lens of self-reflection. The lens of truth. Which game is that from? Wonder which. Legend of Zelda. I was going to say, I have the lens of truth. I know that. <laughs> okay. We're off to a great start. <laughs> that we are. So, as I mentioned before, we've gone on this journey of trying to cut down on indulgence, trying to be more minimal, trying to be more constructive with the way we both not just buy things and, you know, engage with society, but also how we spend our time. Now we talk about rest, relaxation, holidays, hobbies, collecting things, like all these conversations. We keep coming around to this same idea of, it's what works for you. You really got to ask yourself, is this making me happy? Is this bringing me joy? As a lot of people like to talk about these days. And sometimes I'm actually left to wonder, do I actually have the tools for self-analysis? Am I this amazing, modern, self-actualized person that can like open the door of self-reflection and not be immediately horrified by everything I see <laughs> and slam it shut. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, because it's, it's quite right that to sometimes to ask these questions, you need, like sometimes you don't have the, um, the tools or even the, the knowledge to ask yourself the right questions. 
Like, if you can't ask yourself the right questions, you're never going to get to the right answer. You may get to some fun answers, like if I put all my feet together, it looks like the beginning screen of Among Us. <laughs> oh, but... no, Jim, drop it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to, like, come back and Jeff is painting his toes red, blue, cyan. Oh, I can cosplay. No, <laughs> it's, yeah, if you can't ask the right question, you're never going to get to the right answer. And if you can't listen to the answer, then why ask in the first place? Hmm. Exactly. So... I want to just take a brief, stop me if I go off the rails, guys, help me out. But I want to go for a very brief explanation of mindfulness as a concept, because it's another one of those great ideas that has been endlessly commoditized and sold and repackaged. But in essence, like I think the, the bare minimum of it is it's a form of secular meditation come self-analysis tool where you sit down quietly in a comfortable position and you let your mind come to a place of stillness, your thoughts will come and you're supposed to practice, and this is the practice element, you're supposed to practice letting your thoughts go. It's crazy how much you can realize that thoughts happen without your control. They're almost like the weather mm. of your mind. Hmm. And the tool that I really I like from this toolkit because like, obviously it's a very modern reinterpretation of some very old ideas, you know, meditation, Zen, that kind of thing. But what I really like is this idea that you're supposed to be non-judgmental through this process. So if you have a thought, it's okay. It's fine. Like you're spending time with your mind. Your mind thinks that's what it does its whole life. But we just, mm. yeah, I mean, we just let, let it, go. it go. Yeah. You don't judge the thoughts. It's a nice idea because you sit there and you can go, ah, hello, memory of me doing something horrifically embarrassing at age 12. <laughs> Goodbye, memory of me doing something horrifically embarrassing at age 12. Hello, horrific, embar embarrassing memory at age 14. And just let them go by. It's that image of the river, isn't it? They're all, I just now imagine like sitting on the bank of the river and all <laughs> different versions of you floating down in tubes. All I'm thinking now is that scene from Metal Gear Solid 3 where you have to wade <laughs> through all the enemies and it's just all the horrifically embarrassing memories of yourself. No, no, I can't believe I wore that. No. And they just keep coming. And with that goodbye sleep, <sighs> I'm guessing... In a, in a nutshell, that is mindfulness, I guess. <laughs> well, no, it, it definitely sounds like an academic study. To form this toolkit and this is not the place that we're coming from at all no. like we're inspired by it but we're we, not we're, professionals we're not, we're not professionals in in the field of mindfulness it is a relatively new term it is but i think what we're really coming around to is self-reflection and stillness those are the two ideas that i really want to take from it because obviously self-reflection we've talked a lot about haven't we the idea of do i want the new iphone do I? <laughs> you know, like, this is like the core question of the indulgently minimal philosophy so far. I mean, hey, we're in philosophy, finally. That's the tool. Like, you actually have to ask yourself these questions. But stillness is more ethereal, and it's really come up to me as a thought in these last recent episodes, the idea of relaxation, actually being able to kind of stop this vibrating self of, like, panic and anxiety just for five seconds so I can be calm. I'll, I'll interject and I will ask if tranquility is the word you're looking for. No, stillness is the word I'm looking for. Tranquility is okay. the goal. Like, this is mm -hmm. where I really want to grab onto this idea of non-judgment. Like, I think tranquility is way too much of a goal. 
Like that's like, it's the, like I'm going to sit down and meditate and I'm going to understand the secrets of the universe. Way to set yourself up to fail, bro. It's, it's like happiness. It's not a place you get to. It's a uh, it's a result of, and I think tranquility is a similar concept. It's not something. It's not a place or a permanent position. It's something that you get to mm. on occasion through certain mm. processes. Mm. And stillness is more achievable, I think. Like whenever, yeah, you just sit. You just sit there. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> it's simple, but it's not easy. Like mm. I think that's a beautiful concept as well. Things can be simple. So a lot of the ideas that have come up in the podcast haven't been complicated. Asking yourself, do I want the thing before I buy the thing? Will I use the thing before I buy the thing? They're simple ideas. That doesn't mean they're easy. And I think that's a very good message to take to heart that something doesn't have to be complicated to be difficult. And that's okay. Mm. Give yourself I'm a break. <laughs> Definitely. It's like, it doesn't have to be complicated to be difficult and it doesn't have to be complicated to be worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And I think the final thing I want to take from the mindfulness concept is practice. These aren't things that you merely do. It's exercise. It's exercise for the mind. It's exercise for the, should we call it the psyche? Like, okay, so you've got like, what? sudoku or puzzles like we think of that when we think about exercising our brain train your brain with dr so-and-so on the ds that's what oh, those were great well like i think of that as like weightlifting for the brain you know we're making our hmm. brain strong and we do iq test me you know barbarians together strong mindfulness is more like cardio for the brain you know you got to take it and put it on the treadmill so that the you know get the blood pumping get a good good strong heart circulation thing going so that you know you've got all the elements of health mindfulness is practicing that it's practicing calm it's practicing self-examination it's practicing permission permission well, to I be guess, still i just think with the with the cardio comparison it's it gives your brain the stamina to keep to go on during like when things are a bit more difficult or there's a lot of stuff going on when you've got that stamina built up it can carry you through these certain you know certain things or certain points or certain problems or issues it's an important element to have it's about giving yourself a tool exactly you can have all the strength training you want but if you can't run five kilometers you're still not going to make it to, you know still not going to make it to the finish line and get that sweet sweet orange juice at the end mm. the little metal and the well mm. is it like basically breathing exercises but for the mind which is a bit ironic because breathing exercises seem to be a very core part of mindfulness yeah yeah it like i think it's about giving yourself okay so whenever we think about anything you know like playing the guitar you don't hand a guitar to somebody and expect them to just start playing like Jimi hendrix they have to practice you're giving yourself a skill mm. yet Somehow we expect these basic ideas of self-examination and calmness and just chill, just chill out. Like, don't be anxious, don't be upset, just chill. It's like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. There we go. I'm, I, I'm great, wonderful. It's, it's very interesting because it's one of the easiest ways to make somebody angrier is to tell them to relax. Yeah. It really, really is. It just triggers something in people and that's a whole different thing. But yeah, it's... If we don't have the tools to know how to do that, how are we supposed to do that? 
And the other tool to go right back to the, uh, you know, the locked iron bar gate of self-reflection is that non-judgment idea I mentioned that when, you know, a thought does come to your mind and you're supposed to just look at it non-judgmentally, like I mean, the river image is actually my favorite one where you just sat on the bank of the river and the thoughts are floating by like leaves and trees and Jeff in a floating tube. I, w- I was just going to make a rubber dinghy joke. This yeah. is great. You're supposed to be non-judgmental. Like whatever the thought is, it's okay. You haven't failed for having a thought. If the thought is something unpleasant, you don't judge it. You just put it back in the river and let it float on away. That non-judgment thing, that's another skill, another tool that I think we, society doesn't embed that in us. And I don't want to get too heavy, but like, I feel like society is, especially now, it's constantly saying like, you know, time is of the essence. Time is money. You come on, you got to be working. You got to be hustling. You got to be comparing yourself to people on social media. You got to be doing, 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 doing. And we don't teach ourselves to kind of just be like, okay, I'm doing my best. And that's, that's good enough. Well, being self-critical seems to be a linchpin of modern self-improvement. And it's not, I mean, it has its place. It definitely has its place being self-critical on certain things. We don't pair it with kindness. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We don't pair it with kindness. I like that. Also, do you think vampires can self-reflect because they don't have reflections? <laughs> Maybe that's why they lash out. They haven't got that self-reflection. That's why. Yeah. Exactly. So mm. they just need a hug and a mirror. Not made of silver. Not made of silver. Well, that's the that's the thing, you know. They, mm. Maybe if they were looking in the river, they would be able to self-reflect. Oh. But then they become narcissists. So you know, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut. That's a that's a <laughs> ancient that a deep, deep cut. cut. <laughs> Uh, well, along the lines of, you know, you believe there's a monster under your bed, maybe there is a gremlin behind that door of self-reflection that we need to start addressing and not pretend that it's not there. Yeah. It's like an old moldy room. You don't want to open the door because it smells, but you need to open the door because otherwise it's not going to get any better. You're not going to mm-hmm. air it out. Exactly. And maybe that's the the core idea that we can take away is that non-judgmental kindness practice that so that when you open the door and maybe you don't like what you find maybe there's a couple of habits that you realize aren't good for you maybe that 12-hour netflix binge wasn't the most healthy thing you could have done rather than sort of going why did i do that why did i eat a whole cake again come on i'm better than this rather step back and go okay we didn't do great but it's okay. We'll try again next time. We'll do better. We can. It's not the end of the world. Mm. You know, you look, when you look at any parent that you respect and looks after their child and you go, wow, I wish my parents were like that. Or maybe your parents are like that. And they're always kind to their kids when they make a mistake. They're not the, the one going, ah, why did you do that? How, how dare you? They're like, okay, let's pick you up. Are you okay? There we go. It's fine. We'll do better next time. That kindness is what we're looking for, I think. We're so willing to give it to other people, but yeah, um, um, people are very kind to other people, but we're not so kind to ourselves. Oftentimes, we're far more critical of ourselves than anybody else. And yeah. if anybody else was that critical of us, we wouldn't, we'd be in, indignated. Is that a word? We're in, um, it's a word anyway. I'm saying it now. We'd be indignated. It would be very angry with it. But when yeah. we do it to ourselves, we don't even blink. Yeah. Hmm. And, we have to practice. 
I think that's the the key here is that we maybe expect some of these things to just come rather than realizing maybe I just need to spend 10 minutes every day being calm and still and practicing being kind to myself. It doesn't have to be something spiritual or extraterrestrial. It's, you don't need to hike to the top of a mountain and join a monastery and sit there for three months. It's, I mean, if you want to do that, that's great. I'm, I imagine it'll be difficult getting up the hill, but, you know, good for you. But you can do it in small instances. You could just take a lunch break and do it. Hmm. Also, it pairs really well with last week's episode about making sure that you have energy to do things after you finished work. So that pairs really well because, you know, it follows on. It's, see, it follows on. We know what we're doing here. Be kind to your podcasters as well. It, it, it mm-hmm. is a way of making sure that you have the energy to continue. I think maybe now is a good time to actually discuss this, this gremlin. Mm. as we have been avoiding it for a good okay. part of the conversation. <laughs> Go on. Let the gremlin out of the box. <laughs> let the gremlin out of the box. Ah, it's on my face. Oh. <laughs> part of the discussion is that self-reflection is a very important tool. It's mm. what we use to make ourselves, you know, better versions of ourselves. Mm. It's, it's what we use to drop the bad habits, develop good habits. Mm. But very often... Very often that comes paired with a sort of like almost subconscious willingness to berate ourselves into better shape. (laughs) Now, it may work with a fitness coach. It may work with a fitness coach. You're a grown adult and you have this, you know, grown adult shouting at you to do more reps, run, you know, the extra mile, do just a little bit more because that's how you train physical muscles. The brain... And the mental state, by extension, is is more squishy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, if there's somebody that, you know, you're sat there, sat down, sat there, sat down, <laughs> you're sat there on the sofa and you're trying to be calm and there's a dude in a tank shirt going, <laughs> calm, be calm. <laughs> it's, it might not have the intended effect. I'm just guessing, just guessing. It mm. might, 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 might. So it, it does start off with a desire to want to be better. It does start off with a desire to want to be better, but I think a lot of us, which is a very broad assumption because there are some people who are very good at this, right? But it does start with a very broad assumption that a lot of us, you know, in in wanting to better ourselves, start off with a state of cruelty. We are so willing. I don't think it's necessarily cruelty. I I feel like that, again, it adds a certain intent I think it's less cruelty and more, um, not ignorance. I don't know. I can't remember the word I'm looking for where you do bad, not because you mean to, but through carelessness. Hmm. It's less that you're trying to be like mean to yourself and more that you forget that you can be mean to yourself, that you can hurt your own feelings. <laughs> hmm. It, yeah, there's the full on, ah, I made myself sad. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is that all of these tools can be practiced and then brought to bear on everything we've talked about before. Do I want the the new shiny? How do I navigate this? Well, you know, you start asking yourself, how do I use my devices? What brings me joy? What doesn't bring me joy? We talk about hobbies, 
what should I be spending my time on? What shouldn't I be spending my time on? What rejuvenates me? What tires me out? You need these tools of self-reflection, but you also need the the non-judgmental kindness to sort of go, well, yeah, maybe I have played video games my whole life and this has been a huge part of my life, even my personality perhaps, but I'm not enjoying them anymore and I maybe shouldn't be playing them anymore. Not because they themselves are bad or good or anywhere in between, but because you don't enjoy them anymore. Sometimes we yeah. can force ourselves to continue behaviors because it's, quote, who we are, not because it's mm. bringing us happiness. Mm. Like there's a, it's back, you know, there's the sunken fallacy cost there that, you know, we've spent so much, invested so much time and energy and sometimes money into it. But yeah, maybe it's not what you want to do right now. Or maybe yeah. never again. That's okay. I th I think that's I think that's part of the self reflection. I think that's something that we may you know generally avoid doing because we're afraid of what we might find that we don't like. Yeah. Mm. Or we don't. We know the answer maybe already, but we don't want to face what it means. We don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want to act on it. Mm. <laughs> but if you can approach it with kindness, then. It becomes easier. Let's talk about the violin. Like I tried it for a few years. At the end of the day, I decided that earning this new skill wasn't worth the stress, the loss of other free time and just general unhappiness that was mm. coming with it. And giving yourself permission to not do something anymore is part of it. But even continuing takes the same, like giving yourself permission to suck at something for a while and being kind in the process. I don't sound good, but that's okay. I will. Can you see how that attitude changes everything? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's about being compassionate to yourself the same way you'd be compassionate to somebody else that was learning something new. You see somebody taking up a hobby the first time, you're not going to be, you're not going to expect them to be amazing. Why would you expect yourself to be amazing? Mm. Yeah. You know, we, we, we set so much higher expectations for ourselves, so much un unrealistic expectations for ourselves that we would never dream of holding anybody else to. Mm -hmm. So it's a heavy topic, I know. And we here at Indulgently Minimal do like to try and stay on the lighter side of things, but it feels important. And I feel like it's come up over and over in our recent conversations, right? Absolutely. For sure. We constantly talk about doing things mindfully or approaching something mindfully. And this is part of it. You know, this is the other side of that. It's to be aware and to approach something mindfully, you need to have done the work beforehand. You need to have opened up that musty room and fought the bats that flew out and mm. sprayed the mold and opened the window and all the other things and find that pog you lost when you were four. <laughs> you know, these things. So... Here's the question then. Can we do this mindfulness or even kindfulness? Can we do this indulgently? Well, like buying like really nice expensive silk pajamas to do it in? No, <laughs> bad Jeff. Bad Jeff. <laughs> no, I mean... Like, like some really nice pillows, perhaps a throw rug. Well, I, mean, I think we start off. I think we start off like... You see the, 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 the gremlin behind the door... Like that, mm. that gremlin of self-reflection. You don't have to forcefully, you know, 
Oh, like pry the door open with a crowbar and let the thing out screaming and clawing at your face, you mean? Basically, you don't want to startle the gremlin. Maybe mm. you'll know, put out some, some milk and cookies and, and gently <laughs> pry the door open. Say, okay, great. Now the, now the gremlin's wearing a Santa suit. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, no, that, that, that's, that's the idea. Like this, this, this door of self-reflection, like I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, like I think it's an important one to to need to open, right? It is. It is. It is. And also, it's kind of scary because the gremlin does see you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> no, he no, knows Jeff. if you've been bad or good. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, no. Oh. <laughs> the, the, see, the whole point is not to freak out the gremlin. The whole point is not to freak, freak out, out the, the gremlin. gremlin. You're freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, what was on my um, mind when asking the question is that sometimes like indulgence can even be like, oh, can you even indulge in 10 minutes to yourself at the end of the day? Oh, how naughty. Oh my. <laughs> like somehow we have gotten to the point in our lives where allowing yourself 10 minutes to just be by yourself and calm and still is an indulgence. Hmm. I mean, the fact that we're having a discussion about it at all is quite telling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of where we where we are. I mean, perhaps perhaps as a whole, but perhaps just as a group between the three of us. It's very very. It's uh, let's just say it's interesting. It's interesting that we're at this point. And as well, like the indulgently minimal way, at least to me, this balanced look at things. Sometimes, like it's not that we're overindulging; it's that we're over minimalizing and. Asking yourself, what makes you happy? What will make me happy? Allow yourself that indulgence to be happy mm. rather than just to exist, to grind, to hustle. I think that's where it gets a little bit counterintuitive. Mm. Asking yourselves the question, am I happy? What makes me happy? Is in and of itself a very unpleasant experience or can be. Well, because you... You, you never know when you're going to go, well, what's making me unhappy? Mm. Well, oftentimes when you're asking yourself something, you're often when you ask yourself that question, you're at a point in your life that you need to ask yourself that question and you're never going to be in a brilliant place when you need to ask yourself that question. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be surrounded by a lot of other baggage. And yep. that's why it's such an important question to ask. And I want to put us on the spinny office chair from last week and bring it right back to something I mentioned at the top Whee! of the episode. I feel, I, I feel dizzy now. <laughs> we, I talked about stillness and calmness. And I think something else that's interesting is that when you start spending time practicing these things, you know, entering the indulgently minimal interstice, that little beam of light that cracks through on the on the calm Sunday afternoon and the steamy cup of coffee, very indulgent and... This isn't the beam of light that flies directly from the sun millions of kilometers away just to hit you right in the eye on Sunday morning. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the Sunday afternoon Different beam. One. This is the cozy beam. Ah, this is yeah. the cool beam. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you enter into there and you just chill for 10 minutes and you practice this calmness, this stillness, trying to find just a moment of calm. When you learn what that feels like, you can start to learn that sometimes the things that you don't realize that are making you unhappy, the things that you didn't realize you needed to change are the things that are making you feel not that, if that makes sense. Sometimes, like, I've always thought a good thing in your life 
it should make you feel excited, but also calm at the same time. Not mm. that kind of anxiety. And sometimes, like, we spend so much of our life wrapped up in stress and argh, that, argh, like, hustling, just trying to get by, that we... I like to stay wrapped up in blankets. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> Tell me your secrets, Jeff. How? <laughs> well, I, what I do is I get, I get the blanket and then I kind of burrito myself in it. Well, mm. if you don't do this, if you don't do like Jeff and burrito yourself, how are you even going to know what calm feels like? Hmm. How are you going to know in yourself the things that are bringing you calm and peace and joy if you're spending your life vibrating through at the speed of sound? Mm -hmm. Do you reckon they make blankets that are like designed to look like a tortilla? <laughs> I, th I think they do. I think those things are available somewhere on the internet. Somebody has thought of it. Somebody has made it. I'm going to look that up after this. Mm. Burrito blankets. Mm. That's, that's a warm thought. Be the taco meat you were meant to be. But not like that. Don't be the taco meat like that. But like in... in Good like grief, in, Jeff. This is a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. This is not so, not soiling green taco meat. A different, like a, a spiritual, emotional taco meat. Mm. Emotional uh, taco meat. That's a phrase I never thought would enter anyone's lexicon, never mind ours. Okay. We are innovators here. <laughs> Final thoughts, guys. Come on, we're, we're, we we've got to taco meat. We need to think. Final thoughts, <laughs> Murdoch. I think these tools that we are talking about—the mindfulness and the being kind to oneself—these are the tools that we need to start developing in order to address maybe some of the more unpleasant parts. And it it may be a very difficult balancing act because you do to a certain extent have to parent yourself like you need mm. to be a kind but firm parent in order to start addressing the things that are probably not making you happy mm. 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 and jeff i mean just i mean i say at the end of every episode but again it really is just so important to just really be kind to yourself go easy on yourself Mm, yeah. Nobody's expecting you to be the you know be first man on Mars. You shouldn't be expecting that of yourself either. Go easy on yourself, unless you're training to be the first man on Mars. <laughs> in which case, you go. <laughs> I I think we are learning this as we're going. Like yeah. it it is. It's been a repeat message, both to our listeners and to ourselves. Yeah, it's so easy to say it. It sounds so simple, but it's it almost feels like the farthest thing from easy. And yeah, practice being kind to yourself and don't expect to be perfect at it straight away. It's okay. Okay, guys, well, I hope you've enjoyed this one. I know we've been a little more serious today than normal, but don't worry, we're coming back to you next week with one of our patented blobcasts to try and wipe the slate clean and get a little more calm. So I hope you'll join us next week for a nice cup of coffee. We've been Indulgently Minimal. You can follow us on Instagram. We are Indulgently Minimal there. Any thoughts, questions, comments, send us an email at indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. I've been Moggy and I have been joined by Jeff. Yeah, thanks, guys. Just remember to take it easy on yourselves. Be that taco meat you were always meant to be. And Murdoch. Once again, for this week, do remember, be kind to yourselves and indulge a little. I think if we could all indulge in a little kindness, I think everything would just be a little bit better. Uh, Thanks for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. I See you for the next one. <laughs> Bye. Take care, everyone.
See you later, guys.